This is. <laughs> this is Sift. Sift. Shut. So it's been a while since you've heard an episode of Sift. Sift has ended. It was a fantastic forum to experiment with sound and ideas. I've taken what I've learned and made a new show with a team of really talented people that is, in my opinion, better than Sift could ever be. This new show is called Qualia, and it's a completely different type of podcast experience where you are very much immersed in the audio, the science experiments, and the ideas. You feel them firsthand. We've been developing it for the past year and have used new techniques snowshoed in the Rockies to witness an avalanche firsthand, created a role-playing dinner party experiment, and pushed some very smart people to the edges of their reason. You can subscribe to Qualia wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, and I'll even include the next few episodes in this feed and stay tuned after this to hear the first episode called Risk. I just want to say thank you for all your support with SIFT. I'm Bishop Sand, and as always... Thanks for listening. This is Qualia, a thought experiment in sound. I'm Bishop Sand. Episode 1 Risk. You feel present. In this episode, we're going to explore why you take the risks that you do, and why you avoid them. You feel present. You are the main character in this episode. For you to have the best experience, please listen with headphones on. Put away your phone. Remove your distractions. We'll give you a moment to let you get settled. For you to get the most out of this thought experiment, and for you to experience the cognitive mechanisms and emotions, you have to be present in this episode. This means you need to let go of your thoughts careening around inside your head right now. We want you to be totally immersed in this episode. So we've saved a lot of the details for the end of the episode in the show notes if you want to dig deeper. We're going to be using a technique called directed visualization, where we help you construct a world for you to experience. Think of it as virtual reality for your ears that you get to help create. Don't worry, it's not hard. All you have to do is relax, feel creative, and focus on my instructions. So, ready to begin? Then let's go to a completely different place. 
take a few deep breaths. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Focus on your breath. Feel your body soften. Relax. Let's start by thinking about the air around you. It's crisp, fresh. You can smell real pine trees. Imagine you've got ski boots strapped to your feet and you've snapped into your skis. You look up. You're in the middle of a staggering, pristine Canadian mountain range. It's beautiful. And you are about to go skiing in this wilderness. Okay, so now let's create some people to join us. First, picture your guide. Use this voice. It smells like Christmas. To help construct her in your mind. <laughs> and that's when I love it, because sometimes you'll just get this whiff. I mean, like, ah, oh, especially the blue spruce smell. Super nice. Imagine her to be rugged, tan, with wind-hardened skin and hazel eyes. <laughs> She's brought gear for all possible conditions, and yet, still, somehow, she's packed light. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now imagine other people joining you, and try to picture each one of them as you hear their voice. Hello! What's up, potato chip? Hey, pal. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going, man? Hey! Hey! Hello, it's nice to see you all. Aw, hey! Hey, pal. Oof. You got my water bottle? Yeah, where is it? Okay. So now you've got a group of people Let's with just a guide. Let's begin the ski trip. First, we have to hike up 1,000 feet. Well, actually, you're skinning up 1,000 feet, not hiking. Skinning is basically gluing fabric to the bottom of your skis so that you can go up without sliding backward. It looks like cross-country skiing up a mountain. You're in the Canadian backcountry, and you are backcountry skiing. This is an activity where you ski outside the carefully monitored boundaries of a ski resort. It's an incredible, freeing experience, where you slice through fresh, unexplored snow. It puts you deeply in touch with nature, your fellow adventurers, and adrenaline. to deal with steep, unforgiving terrain. Rocks, trees, cornices. It's strenuous, and there's not much air up here, so even breathing is hard. And of course, there are avalanches. That 
will kill you. But this just adds to the thrill. I mean, I'd say this is a pretty good spot. You finally make it to the top after a long climb. Oh, wow. Look at all these peaks. There's a different scale out here. You're small. This world isn't under your control. It doesn't care about you. It is breathtaking. The tree line is the only kind of order imposed up here. Otherwise, it's just rugged and random, formed from massive tectonic forces and weather. I've never been this high in my entire life. You're imagining this environment because it's the perfect setting to explore your feelings about risk. Every detail that you hear, every tone that sneaks under your awareness, every fact of the scene has been carefully orchestrated from experimental research. Right now, you're very close to skiing down the mountain. You feel the powder under your skis. The wind pushes on your cheeks. This may seem like a small detail, but let's just peel back the scene to reveal why this likely pushes you to take a risk. It's called hyperbolic discounting. If we're a little bit distant from it, we don't value it nearly as much. So Often once you become addicted, you have a craving and you anticipate this strong positive emotion. And so it's not that you think it's less dangerous, it's that you stop caring about how dangerous it is. But in this case, there's a part of this person's brain that seems to be driving action, right? That is not necessarily consistent with what they want or, or the way they want to behave. People have argued that the limbic system sort of hijacks the rest of the brain and gets too much power. And when that drug is right in front of us, it's like we value it so much. It's right there. We'll explain why you're experiencing emotions and cognitive mechanisms along the way. Other times, the explanations will be hidden so you can stay immersed in the scene. No, but for real, like, we're about to yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm so ready. Uh, stoke. Ready? You guys, is everyone hilarious? I'm so stoked to be here with y'all right now. Woo! This is going to be great. It's just us against this, and we're going to tear it up no matter what we get thrown. We are invincible. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, but remember Jackson Hole? We had to dig you out of that tree well when you got too cocky. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, come on, you know that was a fluke. That was a one-time thing. I've heard stories about you and tree wells. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be great. Like dancing down clouds. When you're in a positive mood, it, it's not that you underestimate how dangerous something is. It's that the danger doesn't doesn't really resonate with you in any meaningful way. You stop caring about how dangerous it is. 
You stop caring. You stop caring. You stop. You stop. You stop. You edge towards the chute in front of you. You take a final look out across this grand view. And then... Whoa. Whoa. Oh my god. You can see it just went like that. It didn't take the whole slope, but it definitely took a layer. That, that, that was an avalanche. And if we can see it from here, it might have been six, eight inches deep, right? Just... Several hundred feet of snowpack across the valley are just gone. Um. In your day-to-day life, you just don't see that much mass moving at that kind of a rate. It brought up that fear of the experience of an avalanche. It still is there, and it probably always will be. And I'm grateful for that because it's always going to make me more aware, you know, so... What's the, what's, what is the experience you're talking about? Can you give us a little bit more on that? The, uh, the, uh, the slide you're in? You focus on the guide, who's acting very cagey. And she starts to tell a story. Um, so, Step um, into this story. Try to reconstruct the details. It has been snowing. Imagine like you were with her. Probably got, I don't know, did we get like 40 centimeters of snow overnight or something? Quite a bit. It stops snowing, the sun's starting to come out, we take our jackets, hats, mittens, because we're skinning up, and it is getting, wow, it's getting super warm. And um, we're going along, we're into the trees, and I turned around and I could see everybody was off the slope. And as soon as I turned my head back, the snow was coming through the trees. And then that was it. I felt like I was drowning and I started swimming, spinning my arms as hard as I could to try to get up. I came up and I grabbed a gulf of air and went back down. And I felt myself kind of fall, like, over a little bit of a, must have been a roll. I could feel it slowing down. Um, and as it, as, as it slowed down, I came up again and grabbed a gulp of air and put my hands over my face. I just wanted an air pocket, but other than that, I couldn't move a single thing. Like, I tried to just wiggle my fingers. Nothing. And I just told myself, Cindy, you're going to be okay because the last thing you were looking at as you tumbled was the guide's eyes. So I knew that he was there. And I had to believe that. And I just said the guide's going to come get you. And that was it. Thankfully, I could hear a little bit of yelling. I'm okay. Get Cindy. 
That's all I heard. So I was like, okay, they're going to be here soon. Somebody was there and had my face unburied within 30, 40 seconds, maybe. Maybe, I don't even know. Um, so. You're aware of the mountain around you again. And you look down the slope that could avalanche. Everybody's quiet. Like, we should go soon. I don't know, I'm just getting a, a weird vibe. I don't know, my intuition is telling me something's off. Yeah, that's probably the breakfast burrito. Oh, maybe. No worries, man, we got you. We just call behind breakfast. us and you'll be a-okay. Well, maybe we should listen to his vibe a little bit here. Come on, Jay, what are you afraid of? Come on. You guys are being so mean. Right, so, um, people, people underestimate what they will do in order to prevent themselves from embarrassment. You're probably right. What do we need to call your mom? To yeah, let's call you? Oh, come on. <laughs> take it easy. Take Leave it my mom. And in fact, we know that if you put especially young males together, they will take on risks that they would never do by themselves um, just to avoid appearing to be the chicken. Jake's mom? Uh, yeah, he's not. Yep, yep. You're going to have to come. Okay. Older. Thanks. Older. Bye. I mean, Jake, I could hold your hand down the slope. We know where we came is pretty safe. Looks looks pretty good to me. I don't know, yeah, maybe a 25 guys, to 30 degree slope? Honestly, the conditions look bomber. Look, you guys, I checked the website and an app. The old grizzly dude in the cabin, old man winter, said it's going to be fun, so let's rip it up. It's going to be yeah. so This is going to be the best You're line of the Jake year. Just I'm sure it's fine. Come on, Jake. Well, yeah, I guess. You're pretty, you're normally pretty cautious, so if you think it's safe, then it'll be all right. It'll be okay. Are you sure you're cool? Because you have an opinion. I guess. We call it contagious understanding. Contagious understanding. It's like all of a sudden everybody knows that it's safe. Contagious, contagious understanding. Contagious understanding. Uh, question. Why is one type of snow better than another for avalanches? And you said the conditions were great, right? I think it looks pretty good. I mean, I guess it just snowed, so it's probably pretty fresh, right? But, I mean, like, how do you know? You're just guessing? Or, like, where's your microscope? Does it change later, or how does that work? I've been up this mountain a million times. We tend to focus on what we do know, and, um, and that can lead to dramatic overconfidence. Yeah, but, like, why would it all of a sudden break off the side of a mountain and just start an avalanche? I mean, this is really cause for concern, isn't it? There, mean... There's just so much that we don't know. It's really about not noticing complexity. Not noticing complexity. We, we have a few, I mean, it's like 100 feet before we hit the trees, and the trees are always solid, so. I'm recommending this, but I'm also, guys, if this, if you are uncomfortable, this is the time to speak up. 
you're scaring yourself. We just need to go for it, and uh, we got great conditions. So you don't have to worry. Yeah, about. yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to. I don't want to hold back the group or anything, but you know, I just I'm new at this, so. Um... All right. Are we gonna keep talking about this, or are we gonna actually do it? This is everybody. Feel like we should ski this today? Everybody feel comfortable skiing it? Nobody has, does anybody have any concerns about skiing this? You're comfortable skiing this? Well, are you? Will you take the risk and ski down this chute? You could decide it's not worth it and just gently slide back down the mountain the way you hiked up. If we've done our job, you should feel conflicted. You can decide at qualiapod.com and you can see what other people choose. Take a few deep breaths. Let your mind do whatever it wants to do. You've been focused for long enough. In this episode, you've heard from Lee Van Boven. I'm a professor of psychology and neuroscience. My name is Phil Fernback, and I'm a cognitive scientist and professor here at the Leeds School of Business at the University of Colorado. Philip Fernback has also written an excellent book called The Knowledge Illusion, Why We Never Think Alone. My name is Cindy Gangan. I work as a ski instructor in the winter as well as a ski patroller. In the summer, I work as a mountain guide. Now, just to be clear here, even though Cindy was helping us with acting, her avalanche story is real and she suffered PTSD from experiencing it. You can hear her full story and her reflections in our full interview with her on our website. Special thanks to our voice actors in this episode. Hi, I'm Jessica. Hey, I'm Josh. Johnny. Hey, I'm Scott Clark. Hi, I'm Tom. Yo, I'm Emily Johnson. Hi, I'm Jake. My name's Dan Boyce. I am a reporter and an aspirational outdoorsman. And thanks to these fine people who helped us understand risk, they're Full interviews are also on the site. Professor Marie Banich, uh, Institute of Cognitive Science in the Department of Psychology and Neuroscience, University of Colorado Boulder. My name is Mikkel Carter. I'm an assistant professor in the Institute of Cognitive Science at the University of Colorado. I'm uh, Alastair Norcross, and I'm um, a professor of philosophy here at uh, University of Colorado Boulder. Okay, so Boulder. I'm Nicholas Flores. I'm an economics professor at the University of Colorado in Boulder. My name is Kim Fairley, and I'm a postdoctoral researcher at the um, University of Colorado Boulder. My name is Paul Slovic. I'm at the University of Oregon, but I'm also at a private research institute called Decision Research, and I've been studying risk and decision-making for more years than I'd like to admit. <laughs> Long time. Also thanks to Ray Ellen Bichelle and Lee Patterson and Sarah Rosinski. This show is an experiment and has been years in the making. 
We've used new interviewing techniques, snowshoed in the Rockies with her guide, to witness a live avalanche. And we've spent countless hours researching and restructuring to better immerse you in the science. You can hear about this process in one of our upcoming mini-episodes. And we'd really love to hear your feedback to guide the evolution of the show. We promise to read every email, every tweet you send her away. If you like this immersive, sound-rich approach to podcasts, be the first cool person to tell your audio-loving friends about this new indie podcast. You can tell them it's well worth the risk. Qualia is a production of Jordan Werfsbrock, Dan Boyce, Josh Fertucci, and me, Bishop Sand. Thanks for listening.